Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, rounding up the best of Bailiwick Sport every Thursday. I'm Tony Kerr and alongside me this week is Gareth the Prevo. Hi Tony. And Jamie Ingram. Hi Tony. Uh, great to see you chaps. Um, coming up we'll be talking golf, paddle. Uh, we've got a feature length interview with uh, Commonwealth Games bronze medalist Ala Chalmers um, to come. But we've got to start with the uh, the big sporting event of the week, uh, which I'm still <laughs> recovering from. Perhaps I should be asking the questions for this, seeing, <laughs> seeing as you two were sort of two of the stars turns of the Interfirm Town Relay. Yeah, star turn is a generous description for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were uh, going head-to-head yesterday, or last night, Jamie and I, um, in the two press teams in the Town Relay. Uh, you wouldn't have got very good odds on who was going to win out <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I didn't have to go kind of uh, sort of leg for leg, you know, matched up with Jamie, because, uh, yeah, I would have been left in his wake. Um, but my lungs are still recovering. I think they still haven't forgiven me. Um, for, for, for what I inflicted on them last night. Um, but yeah, cracking event, really good fun to be a part of. Amazing uh, um, support kind of around town for it at various points. Um, it, it certainly made getting around the, well, just less than one mile um, slightly easier. Uh, although, yeah, I'm not sure I was thinking that at the Tovis Mystery after charging up there. Well, Crawling up there. I've in the seen finale. the photos, Tony. You've got <laughs> eyes for one place and one place only at the top of Smith Street, and it's, it serves beverages. <laughs> that way. Well, there were, yeah, we did enjoy a couple afterwards just to, uh, just to take the edge off. Um, a really good event. Um, yeah, really enjoyed taking part in it. Uh, Ravenscroft um, were the first across the line, clear winners. Uh, overall and a really impressive team performance from them. Jamie, I mean, one thing that struck me arriving at the top of Smith Street um, yesterday evening was just seeing the, the calibre of runners that were taking part. You know, obviously it's a uh, an inter-firm relay, you know, a lot of corporate teams, but um, it was slightly intimidating walking to the start line, seeing kind of sort of Island Games athletes, kind of uh, ultra stars um, all taking part. I mean, it, it is quite a high calibre event, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it it's catered towards all levels uh at the sharp end yes you had uh, james priest who produced the fastest leg of the day he did a 402 um it's not quite a mile but that's still very impressive um a bit of an interesting appearance from Tian Erway, who has recently not only won the jersey round the rock ultra which is basically a lap of the island like our own gu36 um, he won that by an hour, 20 minutes. Um, three days earlier, he was winning Guernsey's vers- own vertical kilometre and he was on the streets of St. Peterport's. But yeah, but looking at results, it doesn't appear like a mile's really long enough for him. But I think, yeah, you had a few standout runners, but I think overall it's about consistency and that's what Ravenscroft did so well. Um, their fastest runner was a 4.20, their slowest was a 4.50. Oh, <laughs> pretty impressive. So yeah, they just... Excellent team performance, really. It's quite a challenging course, actually, because you yeah, you start outside the Prince of Wales, go up and down past the police station, down the Trusher and round through the Pollet. And that, that section, I mean, I thought my hamstring was going to go sprinting down there. Have you got a hamstring? <laughs> <laughs> what's, left of, uh, what's left of them? Um, so that, that's a bit of a challenge. Then obviously you've got a few little inclines along the way and a, and a few cobbles to tackle. Um, so yeah, I definitely... Uh, Push me all the way, that's for sure. And I was absolutely gutted to see the uh, times this morning because uh, our esteemed colleague, Simon Delary, who was uh, racing alongside me um, in the, uh, the Guernsey Press Hacks team, um, had asked us last night for our sort of time estimates. And I, I, I was probably a little bit ambitious. I was only a few seconds out. You're, you're a glass half full term, <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. Tony, so, you know. I, I thought I'd come in a little quicker than I had, but it turned out he beat me by one second as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, Fortunately, Dell's not one to gloat. No, so exactly. you're all right. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, good good effort all round um, there, and definitely be back for a bit more next year. Gareth, can we get you into our team? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'll quite happily hand out the drinks at the end, but I'll never run a mile. Well, that's an important job, to be fair. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should have been down there. Um, yeah, Jamie, you pleased with your own performance? Um, it was acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I'm just happy that I got... I'm, I'm happy I got two press teams together. Uh, not all of you are essentially... Not all of you are... Where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> not all of you are dedicated runners. I think that's fair to say. But it seems like everyone came up with a smile on my face. Uh, it, vast majority exceeded expectations. And yeah, that's all you can ask for, really. It's yeah. amazing who will turn out when they're offered a free pint at the end, <laughs> isn't it? Really? <laughs> Tony, you've never said yes that quickly to anything. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, no, good stuff. And yeah, really nice kind of part of the athletics calendar for sure. So uh, well done to the organisers and the sponsors for getting that one off the ground um, once again. Uh, right, let's move on to golf, Gareth, because um, we had some really good results for our juniors in Jersey at the weekend in their interinsula. And the men's interinsula team has been named, sort of completes the uh, lineup of selections for next month. Um, let's start with the uh, the, the seniors because there's one name that stands out for sure. Yeah, um, I must admit, I, I think Andiego went into this season fully expecting just to play a bit of golf and um, thoroughly looking forward to his new role as a Guernsey women's team captain, which he, he's sort of taken on with um, great enthusiasm and he's sort of been... Um, training with with the the ladies team and what have you, um, but his his actual own form has basically just inked him into the side. He's an obvious choice. It was only if he was sort of like available, really, because the men's and women's interinsulars take place the same weekend. So um, there's a bit of a clash there. But Andy's been able to sort of sort out someone to look after the women's side in Jersey while while he plays for the men's. It's, it's great to see him back. He's he's such a sort of a natural talent, Andy. Um, obviously, it's a it's quite a, a family of golfers, the Egos, with um, Bobby obviously still going strong, although Bobby's actually retired these days from from the, the men's entrance. So that's why he's not in this side, even though he's lowest handicap on the island these days. Um, but no, it's uh, I, I, I know that Andy almost surprised himself by reaching the island final this year, but he, he proved in that match when he came back and almost took Jamie Blondel to extra holes over 36 holes that uh, he's still a, a very, very capable match play player and... Uh, it's good to see him back, and it's a it is a, a strong side. I mean, talking to, talking to Dave Jeffrey when he announced it, it's it's now got to the stage where you're leaving out sort of three or four players who were sort of like scratch one handicappers, which in in the past it just was never that never that sort of strong. You used to have to almost fill in a couple of players with sort of two with three four handicaps. It's it's just getting more strength and depth all the time. And like you mentioned, Tony, the juniors show what's coming up as well, and give it a couple of years and I think you're going to be selecting a, a Guernsey 10 from probably 20 plus players which is unheard of really yeah really impressive and obviously Dave Jeffrey sort of going into the season would have been thinking you know it's going to be a difficult decision yeah come sort of August September um that's without players like Andy Ego sort of coming kind of back out from the wilderness and uh, into contention yeah that's right um I'm sure <laughs> Dave he, he loves having these um dilemmas to have um you know these headaches these selection headaches but um, when it came to the actual um, selection meeting this week, I, I know that it, it was a lot longer than it usually is. So it, it shows how difficult it was. Um, he's had to leave out a couple of sort of really, really strong players. Obviously, Steve Meyer did so well recently to win the scratch silver at Lancras Open. As Dave said, his, as a season as a whole, Steve hasn't been as strong as he would have liked. Um, 
he he would have been very close. I, th- I think he would, if you if you had to pick eleven, I think he would have made the eleven. It's it's only ten that can get in, so unfortunately he's just missed out. Um, but yeah, there's, there's other names as well. I mean, Rory McKenna made the Ireland semi-finals. Rory currently is sort of like mixing his golf with his shooting as well. He's so good at shooting that um, he's sort of trying to sort of uh, juggle two balls there, really. Um, so Rory's had the had the privilege of lifting the Junior Interinsular Cup as Guernsey captain last weekend. Um, he, he hasn't quite made the the full men's team this year, but. Um, his, his chance will undoubtedly come. Yeah, well, you mentioned Rory there. Let's look back at that weekend result. Um, described as historic. Uh, am I right in saying the first Guernsey win since 1991 there? At Lemoy, yeah. Lemoyne. At Lemoyne, um, it's, it's basically the longest course in the Channel Islands. So um, it, it, it's a really nice place to play, but it's very much sort of home advantage would be with Jersey, you'd imagine. So for the Guernsey um, team to go over there and play so well they I mean they won six and a half five and a half it it is it was close but they did a lot of the um, good work in the in the four balls which they won three and one or three to one um, so it was, it was a great opening session for Guernsey and, and they um, they actually wrapped up the overall win quite quickly on the Sunday because most of their points came in the top half of the draw so uh, it ended up being a very close score line but um, it wasn't too nail biting because uh, they they got the job done by mid morning on Sunday yeah congratulations to them and I know there's a lot of excitement around the sort of junior golf scene at the moment you know we've spoken about it a fair amount on the podcast and Spoken to some of those involved. Um, yeah, there does seem to be a real glut of, of good players coming through and yeah, just goes to show at the weekend. And, and actually as well, the fact that this was a scratch competition, um, the first for a little while, is a good sign. I, know, I think you mentioned before about the fact that there is a sort of cyclical nature to it and that, that Jersey perhaps aren't, aren't quite there in terms of matching us in the junior development stakes at the moment. Um, but good to see that competition being played um, as a sort of true intuition, if you like. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, yeah, like you say, Tony, it's all like it's one of those things. Certainly, golf seems to be one of those sports where, if you've got a nice group of juniors, they all they tend to drag each other onto bigger and better things. And the amount of juniors we've got who are basically category one golfers, which is five handicaps or below, is is outstanding. I mean, our, our Guernsey junior team went to win at Lemoy without Ollie Chedom, who's the Channel Island junior champion. So it sort of shows that there are. Um, a lot of good players in our junior ranks and um, no it's great to see and I, I do think certainly we'll have out of that side that played and well Ollie Chedham's already in them in the men's side so out of that side who played in Jersey last weekend I'd imagine there's probably three or four who will be in contention for the men's side next year so that, that's great to see really. Yeah really encouraging um, the Intrinsula then takes place at Lancres um, on the 10th and 11th of September um, plenty of coverage coming up at that one um, the women as well in action as you said before that same weekend over in Jersey which is uh, I don't know, a bit of a shame in terms of kind of being able to, to get across to both so that's going to be a big weekend um, for golf for sure um, it was a big weekend down at Long Camp this weekend um, for the third edition of the Rock Capital Island Paddle Championships um, yeah, really enjoyable couple of days well three days in fact down there it started on Friday night concluded on Sunday afternoon and I was there for a good chunk of it on Sunday some really um, good quality matches on show, notably from the juniors who are playing for the first time um, for a junior open title. And the final, uh, the quality was absolutely fantastic um, from four 14-year-olds. So I think it was an under-18 category, but uh, all of the players 
uh, a few years young. So uh, that was really good to see. Um, uh, in the men's event, uh, Paloja and Matt Delamere took the title for the first time um, after Rob West and John Young had won the, the first two um, over the last couple of years. Um, in the women's, it's the, the two Laurens, um, Lauren Watson-Steele and Lauren Barker, um, who triumphed there. So congratulations to them. And, and Paloja was back involved in the mix as well, uh, alongside Sarah Willen to take that title. Um, well, I caught up with Sarah Willen after the weekend, just to reflect back on how the weekend had gone and, and how encouraging uh, these signs are for the future of paddle locally. Yeah, I think it was a really good weekend. The club looked great. As uh, we know, it was like the most amazing weather ever, probably too hot for some of us playing. Um, but yeah, just great. Loads of people playing, a real buzz. Lots of people, even when they were knocked out, playing in consolation matches. Lots of juniors down here having a go. And so, yeah, really pleased um, how it all went. Yeah, and for the third year of the event, does it feel like there's still the kind of exponential progress that we've seen in terms of you know, the sports growth here in the last couple of years? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's more and more people playing. I think the other thing that you can really see is the quality of the matches. You know, the first first couple of years you'd enter and, you know, it'll be pretty easy and friendly. And suddenly, you know, on court in some of my matches, I was thinking, crikey, you know, feeling a bit, <laughs> feeling a bit under pressure now. So definitely the quality is getting better. Um, having the juniors is great. And there's still so much more we can grow. We're talking about maybe having a Super Vets event because uh, I know there's a, a lot of... Um, even people who think 45 is still too young. Um, so, yeah, there's lots more to do. Yeah, great stuff. And, well, here we are down at the club today when you've got um, the Sports Commission's On Your Marks so scheme in, in full flow, uh, quite a few kids enjoying paddle on the courts in front of us. And, yeah, it seems like there's been a real concerted effort this year to, to develop the, the sort of youth element of things. Yeah, definitely. It's something um, the Sports Commission have been unbelievably supportive of. And now Rock Capital have sponsored the On Your Marks thing over the summer. But I think we had 430 hours of, of kids' lessons, PE lessons here over the last year. And that's looking to be even more next year. And, you know, it's, I mean, you're here now. These kids, some of them come down... At, 45 minutes ago they'd never hit a paddle ball and they're already rallying and they're all smiling and having fun and, and really engaging and listening to the coaches so I think it's really exciting. I've got your eyes on potential some pairs for next year's junior open. Yeah and maybe some partners for the future. <laughs> some of them are pretty talented. That was really impressive on Sunday um, particularly the junior final the, the quality seemed to impress everyone who saw it. Yeah, the quality was amazing and also the sportsmanship. I mean, that those those guys in the juniors, they were all sort of 14 years old and there was no tantrums or strops and at the end they were all hugging each other at the net and, and they all just really have you know got into what the spirit of paddle is about it's about being with your teammate having fun yes trying to win that's great if you can win but most of all it's about getting out there being active and, and just having some fun what, what can you say about the winners of the the sort of the, the main categories if you like the senior categories because yeah lot, lots of new names on on the trophies yeah i mean rob west and john young had won it twice and john wasn't here this year and um so we had pat Ogier and and matt delamere and they've been playing really well all year together they i think they got together as a pair in december and, you know, whether it's fun matches down here during the week or league matches or whatever, they've they've pretty much been um, sweeping the board all year. So they really deserve to win. So I, I was really pleased to see um, them get their names on the trophy. And then, uh, yeah, and the ladies, well, we've had Helen and Helen, Delam uh, sorry, Helen Polly and Chantelle Delamere won it last year. And then we've got the new, the Laurens, as we call them, <laughs> the two Laurens, <laughs> who, um, I mean, they're just seriously... Um, 
good tennis players and they've really worked this year on making that transition from trying not to just play tennis on a paddle court but try to learn a bit more the craft of paddle and it's it's really showing and it's really exciting um, for all of us and heading into the Interinsular as well. It was a bit of uh, a winning moment for you to enjoy as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> luckily enough I managed to pick a pretty good partner in, in Pat to play in the mixed and um, but again, we you know we won that two years ago, and it was it wasn't that difficult to win it two years ago. And this time, I was looking at the draw, thinking, "Crikey, there's some you know really amazing um, sort of racket sport players in the draw now." And for me, like I've never played competitive sports since school, and to have the chance to be on court with Ian and Yo Robinson and, and Pat, you know, you you learn so much, particularly on a mindset level, and. We, I could never do that. I could never play on a tennis court with any of them, but I can have really good fun uh, with them on a on a paddle court, and it's, uh, it's just a really fun thing to do. Fantastic. And yeah, Ireland Championships done and dusted then, but the I suppose the year or the season isn't over because all eyes on the Interinsula now. Yeah, the Interinsula is over in Jersey this year, first weekend in October. So we've got about six weeks, I think, um, training. We've got squads, selected squads for all three categories, men's, ladies and men's vets. So... Uh, yeah, we're, none of us taking our eyes off the ball. We've got to train hard because it, it's not easy to get in any of the teams. So everyone's doing their best and um, hopefully we'll be able to send a strong squad over and um, take those jerseymen down. And certainly no shortage of ambition over there in terms of growing paddle uh, with the new setup they've got. Scott Clayton kind of heading things up there. I mean, it, it's an exciting time for such a new sport across the islands, but to have them kind of going for it as well, that can only be good for us here. Absolutely. Last year we had a massive advantage because we had the five court uh, set up here. We had indoor courts. We could play all through the winter, in the dark, in the rain. And they only had outdoor courts. But now they've got this amazing new facility down at Island Paddle. And Scott is, you know, he know what he's like. He's going at it 150%. Um, and uh, yeah, we're expecting them to be uh, quite a lot stronger than they were last year. Um, but it's really, I mean, I think that we've got two of the biggest courts in the UK uh, or clubs, you know, here and in Jersey so we're really punching above our weight in the Channel Islands and it's really exciting. Sarah Willen talking to me there at Guernsey Paddle Club a really good showing from them this weekend and as you'd have heard the season not over the Interinsula to come over in Jersey in October. Right that's just about it for part one of the pod coming up next we'll hear from Ala Chalmers. Welcome back. If you're not already, do give us a follow on social media at GSY Press Sport is the place to go uh, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Hit subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts as well to get every episode of this uh, show delivered straight to you. We'll be back on Monday as well for the first of our weekly football shows, which will continue um, throughout the season. So uh, so do check those out. Um, Right. We had the pleasure um, a couple of days ago of welcoming in a Commonwealth bronze medalist into the studio. which uh, is a, a first for this podcast. And, you know, it's been a little while since we've been able to, uh, to toast Commonwealth success uh, here in the island, isn't it? Of course, Lucy Beer and Ala Chalmers um, bringing medals back from Birmingham. Uh, Ala winning his bronze in that dramatic um, 400 metre hurdles final on the Saturday night. Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic occasion and it was nice to see him, wasn't it? It was great. I just couldn't believe he wasn't wearing his medal, to be honest. <laughs> I was thoroughly hoping to get the chance to actually see what a Commonwealth Games medal looks like, but <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. locked it away safely, I think, rather than bring it in here. But no, he's, uh, it, was, it was great to see Alan. He was in good form and he's such a, just a nice, genuine lad. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's no ego about him. He just, he's just <laughs> very, very talented at what he does. And it was just um, 
but it's it's just so nice to um, see someone who just it just enjoys representing Guernsey as much as he does, and to be able to get on the podium at the Commonwealth what Games doing so is just uh, the icing on the cake, really. Yeah, definitely Guernsey sport. Very lucky to have him for sure. Um, well, let's hear what he had to say when he came in for a chat with us. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Tell us what it's been like coming back to Guernsey uh, with that bronze medal and, and the reception you've had over the last few days. It's been so lovely. Um, I mean, the support from everyone in Guernsey has been so amazing and just to come home, see family and yeah, be back on the island is just lovely, yeah. Have you had a few people stopping you? I mean, just here and there, but it's I'm not like Usain Bolt yet. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's nothing crazy, but no, it's, it was it was more the support after the race and kind of that week, which was just amazing, kind of more than I'd ever expect, really. In terms of it sort of sinking in as an achievement, is it sort of getting back to your kind of family home here with that medal sort of around your neck? And has that given you a bit of time to actually properly think about what, what happened there? I, I don't know if it has sunk in yet, in all fairness. I mean, I want to get a tattoo of it somewhere on my body uh kind of got because my dad's like an artist so i've got him to like design something because it's going to be one of the most special moments of my life not because of um even the medal it's just the experience and kind of like that atmosphere i mean you were there it was just uh, like crazy night um so even if i got say olympic bronze or something like that i don't think it would actually compare to that night just emotionally um so no, nah, it, it definitely made a big impact on my life. What are you going to ask him to design? Well, I've kind of like um, like the logo for the Commonwealth Games with the Birmingham uh, logo and then like maybe in Roman numerals, uh, like the date of when it happened. So I don't know, I just, I, I, haven't, I haven't got any tattoos, so it's a big thing for me, but I think it's the first time in my life that I wouldn't regret getting it. <laughs> <laughs> my, mom, my mom's okay with it, so uh, it's, it's passed. Yeah. I'm amazed you've actually not wearing the medal actually <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean it's, it's been near me a lot but I'm, I'm sure it has yeah <laughs> it must be a bit of a wrench to take it off now yeah I mean it's just as I say crazy to even have it like I wouldn't, wouldn't have dreamt of it a couple of years ago so um, now I'm keeping it nice to see if I think I'm going to get it framed with my sprint suit and like bib um, so and just hang it up somewhere and just lock it away somewhere <laughs> so no one can get to it. Because something will happen. It will, like, drop off or kind of smash into something, and then I'll be in tears about it. So, yeah. <laughs> and just take us back to the night then. As you say, it was, the atmosphere was pretty crazy. But, the, I mean, it must have been a bit of a roller coaster of emotions with the COVID that, that you spoke about um, kind of affecting you right before the Games. I know you've said that you were sort of feeling a bit better on the night and, you know, you, anything was possible, but... So did you kind of really think that deep down? Did you believe that you could do it on the night? I think when I woke up on Saturday morning, I thought I could do it. Um, but kind of, as you probably heard after my interview, like on Tuesday, like I didn't really think it was going to happen. Like I said, nah, I'm not feeling it kind of thing, which is a shame because I did want to be 100%. Um, but yeah, I think just Saturday morning, well, I had a bit more energy in something about me. So um, when I was warming up, kind of Drews and Cam and my coach was there and, yeah, the, the, the environment was really good. And of course, I heard the crowd and I think it was just that bit of extra energy I had. I'd been so low the whole week that um, I just didn't really like kind of want to be there because I knew I wasn't 100 percent and I was still so ill because um, I had other things wrong with me. It wasn't that like, I didn't have COVID, but I had no immune system. So I was literally seeing 
Dr. Bob every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Bob. <laughs> every single day about something else. So yeah, it, it wasn't amazing. But um, yeah, just as I said in the interview, just I need to be in that final because whenever you get in that final, anything can happen. So um, that was kind of my mission. And I didn't really plan to get a fastest loser spot, but um, out in lane nine, I just think, because I, I, I hadn't trained beforehand, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I didn't know if I was going to like blow up around the top end or home straight and have no energy. So kind of like I was a bit scared to go out too hard or wind up too hard so when when i saw the guys come past me i really had to react because i hadn't pushed enough around that top bend um so yeah i mean when i knew straight away i'd ran quick enough but it was still a bit of a shock so it, it was good to just be in that be in that final have a lane what have you done to deserve these lane draws that you've been getting, by the way? Yeah, honestly, it's honestly. something uh, me and Jamie were discussing in yeah. the office when the original draw came out. It's sort of like, surely you should be yeah. somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I know, it is, uh, it's an absolute joke, I think. Um, <laughs> it, it's like they, they usually try and seed it properly. But um, So when I ran my PB in Ordigam in Belgium, I was lane eight, um, which I was quite furious about because like, I'd ran faster than literally half the guys in the race. But because they're from Belgium, they put them in the best lanes. Um, British champs, even in my heat I was on the outside lane uh, and then the final they had to put me in a good lane but yeah it was at the worlds I was just <laughs> I, I couldn't like I remember I was, I was sitting in the lounge and my girlfriend called me and she kept calling and calling I was like this must be serious so then I, I, she just was I could see her face and she's like you're not gonna be happy and I was like, oh, <laughs> god what's this and I looked at it as lane one and I knew straight I was like flipping out this could be a massive mission now to get in the final because lane one for a like six two hurdler is not easy um so and my heat was so hard as well like it wasn't seeded properly or correctly in my opinion but you just have to get on with it and that's why quite a lot of people after my race were like god i'm surprised that like, your interview was so good and like you were so calm and i was like well you just gotta get on with it like I i'll be a bit angry like just when they come out but then you just gotta zone in and kind of like accept it because You've got that lane. It, it ain't going to change. Um, so, yeah, I had a really good race. And I actually think I had COVID before that race because um, I think by, like, Tuesday, I started to have symptoms. So I think I did run that heat and then the semi with COVID. But like, we'll never properly know. But it definitely didn't didn't feel my 100% at all. But I was still very happy with the time I ran. Very good time. It's interesting because the whole COVID thing sort of blew up at completely the wrong time in terms of... Um, you know, I don't know what wave we're on now, but whatever, um, you know, th that sort of explosion of cases. And I, I know sort of in the build-up to the games, you know, I think Bob, the doctor, basically said someone's going to get unlucky. You know, it, it's sort of bound to happen. And actually, in the end, you know, you, you sort of got unlucky, but you, you, you made the best of it, obviously. Um, it's interesting hearing Josh Lewis, uh, the triathlete, talking after the games um, that he sort of tested positive a couple of days after his race and, and probably had it or even though he had, wasn't testing positive, he, he, he was um, affected by it on the day. So, uh, yeah, actually, it, it, yeah, it obviously did have an impact on Team Guernsey, but in your case, Allah, um, things kind of worked out for the best. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I guess you'd say maybe lucky, but um, yeah, it's a shame that I heard Josh had it. I didn't actually know that. Um, I, well, I heard it a few days ago, but not properly. Um, I mean, we train all year for moments like that, and it's such a shame that the world we live in now with this like new virus that when you get it you just either can't they won't let you compete because like they don't want to 
to spread it or it's not 100 it's such a shame because of course worlds i knew it was going to be a massive risk because it's like every nation in the world coming together and we're all in, in the same dining hall and same with the commonwealth so many people got it off the commerce like a few people in my group have it and so it's, it's it is a real shame but there's not much you can do about it anymore you just got to kind of like crack on with it wear a mask if you can and try and be as like vigilant as as possible but yeah, it's um, it, it was frustrating for me. I think I I was happy I didn't get it before Worlds. Well, I think I had it in my system, but not to the effects of like being in bed and everything. I was, it was quite good afterwards. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, what's happened? Like, luckily, I got a medal and it all ended pretty positively. Like, I'm I'm happy with it. And but in a better world, I'd love to have gone on and done the Europeans and been fully fit for commies because I think I would have got a silver medal if I was fully fit because I didn't know how close I was to that guy in second because um, he was blown up quite badly and I was coming home quite strong. So if I was a bit healthier, I think I would have been closer at 300 and so I would have probably got him. But um, but you know what? I wouldn't change the night. It's, it was the best night of my life and kind of like I celebrated like I won it. So I was pretty happy either way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the guy from BVI got a huge amount of coverage yeah. <laughs> at the end. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it was the home crowd and kind of like, yeah, the commentator said he's like, oh, he's already off on his lap of honor. Like just because I think the crowd, because I was only Brit in the race, they were supporting me. So, um, and I was showing so much like enthusiasm and enjoyment and kind of bit of relief as well that like it, they were just loving the whole emotion of it all and like that's why they buy tickets they want to see how much it means to us and a bit of a show as well like they just don't want to see the typical cross the line a few waves and hand slaps and that's it like so it's nice how does it feel getting that kind of recognition from michael johnson who famously didn't know where guernsey is yeah i mean <laughs> I, I, I don't blame him for that like, he, he, literally, he literally lives in america so like la um but no i mean i didn't know until kind of after the race like gabby logan walked past us and she was like oh well done Elsa. like and then she she said oh michael that's the guy that's the guy <laughs> Michael like ran over and please kind of get a picture and like cam and everyone was recording it and it was it was lovely I mean you don't get that every day and a lot of like better athletes than I am don't get that like kind of like positivity from like one of the greatest of all athletes so um that that was amazing and like just to guess like him to get a selfie with me was pretty incredible <laughs> i looked afterwards at his facebook page and he'd posted it there just without a caption yeah. but there was like hundreds of comments of people being like oh just what you know one of the greats like yeah. and i don't know who they thought you were or like i know no it was, it was crazy but um yeah he's a, he's a very like he's a he's a tough guy to kind of impress in the sport. Like you hear him a lot on the TV and it's a lot of like, not negativity, but just he's a critic, I'd say. And for him to be so positive towards me was kind of, kind of like a rare thing. So uh, it's just a kid from Guernsey getting that. It was quite funny, but um, no, it's great to meet him and kind of see him in person, really. Well, I think there's been an invite extended, hasn't there, for the Island Games for him to come and uh, take, in the, take in the athletics? It would be, it would be amazing. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it'd happen. Well, but, you'll have to make it happen. Yeah, I'll mean, yeah. give him a message. <laughs> oh God, that would be, that would be crazy, yeah. Have you actually watched back the, the BBC coverage of the race and that sort of the aftermath with Michael Johnson saying those things and yeah. Gabby Logan Gabby Logan actually saying your her highlight of of a Saturday night at the Athletics? Sure, I, I didn't see that part. I've only seen a small snippet of like the Michael Johnson like oh where's Guernsey? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I no, I mean hearing that from Gabby, that's that's crazy because I mean you had the two hundreds, you had the eight hundreds of Keeley in it. Like Christ, like it, it was it was lovely. I mean it was such in prime time 
time because it was after the 800s where like the crowd were like getting there and then it was nighttime, the floodlights were on, it was before the 200s and it was like on a Saturday night, like it was just so, everything was perfect. And even to get my, uh, my medal that night as well was lovely because the 200 guys got it the day after. And so I think that would have lost a bit of like the, I know the atmosphere of everything and the, the kind of emotion about it. So it all fell into place pretty crazily, to be fair. So, um, yeah. Well, you say that. The actual first person to bloom and hug after the finish yeah. line. <laughs> Tony Kerr. Yeah, my biggest supporter. <laughs> yeah. I'd sprinted about 300 yards around to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of us PB. in our office who were actually so delighted you'd got the medal. And then within five seconds, we're saying, what the heck's Tony doing yeah. getting on the exit? It, you know, I mean, it was lovely. I think a lot of, like, kind of people who support him were around the track. So my brother and Druce were kind of at the home straight, and, yeah, he had to leg it around as well. But, no, it was lovely. I mean, like, I know Tony, and, like, it, I saw the enjoyment on his face. Like, there was so much. I think it was a bit of shock as well. Like, everyone was just like, oh, my God. Like, what has just happened? Like, it's a filled-out stadium, and it's, like, crazy just going off. And, no, it was lovely. He's got loads of lovely pictures and videos of the moment, which, of course, like, other people won't have. So. I mean, it was it was lovely. He was there, and like to capture all that will just be with everyone for the rest of their life, and especially me. So it was great. I think I scared a few of the people around me when uh, when you crossed the line. It's a few, uh, yeah. A oh, few mate, I didn't know you were Tony, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Proper Guernsey celebrity in the crowd. Though. Well, I said uh, quite a few people have come up to me since I got back and said, oh, "I saw you on the TV," and like talked to me about it, and they're like, "I'm oh, that did it right, didn't they?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was yeah. a highlight. That was the highlight. <laughs> But it was, a, because like you say, it was a sort of Saturday night, primetime TV and what have you. I mean, I've, I mentioned it on our podcast last week, but like it, was, it was the same day as the Landcrest Open over here, which is a big golf event. And the next day when I went to the presentation of that, all people wanted to talk about was you, which, you know, for, for the big golf event, that's, that's, a, that's quite a thing to, to actually achieve, that everyone there is watching you the night before. Yeah, no, I mean, it's lovely. Like, the, as I said, the support has been crazy. Just all the pages on Facebook and Twitter have just been blowing up, really. And as you said, just golfers to be talking about a kid in athletics is pretty rare I think so um, no it has been incredible so I just I mean but that, that's why I love wearing the Guernsey vest because like it's that real good connection to the people here in the island that I love and I can only really wear the vest like at the British Champs now or Ireland Games um, but to be at like the bit kind of one of the biggest levels there are and have that on my chest is amazing and a lot of people always question why I run for Guernsey and kind of joke around it and oh do you even have kit or something because <laughs> like, yeah. um, of course I'm friends with a lot of the England or GB guys who run for England and Scotland so um, but I mean I, I know why so I've, I've been born and raised here so I, I'd feel wrong for kind of going anywhere else really so to yeah to kind of have the biggest moment in my career in a Guernsey vest is kind of what I've always wanted in some ways um of course like the olympics and all that will be in a great brain kit will be lovely but um for like the biggest like first moment in my life it's just yeah crazy and just wonderful pretty much and ali obviously you're supposed to go off to europeans you, you, you haven't done that so a sort of season done and dusted for you and a, a great way to finish it uh, but just looking at the next year then you mentioned the olympics there as well you know it's not far away i mean is that the kind of clearly that would be the next big target for you and is it for next year is it all about how you get there and kind of how you get yourself in the best shape yeah the standards really got harder kind of this year actually I remember when the new world Olympic standards came out which was 48.9 I just remember speaking to my agent and I was like this must be a joke and she was just 
like going crazy about it as well because they are ridiculous standards um, but there's like a new point system in place which kind of rewards you for running more and like myself I'm not really the athlete to go run every weekend I usually like to train and then race um, so that's why I kind of have to run the standards but because I ran the world standard this year I've qualified for next year so that takes a bit of pressure off it however next year I want to try and run it again so they can qualify for the Olympics um, because you never know what can happen on the year or so I'd rather just go into it kind of feeling a bit free knowing I've ran the standard and that I'm positive for it really but yeah it's it's I think a lot of people see it and they're like, oh yeah, like oh, I looked easy and all that, but it's so many years and months of hard work and a lot, of, a bit of luck as well, kind of with weather and the track and all those conditions and all that and good competition um, really put like um, have to be in place to run well. Um, I definitely think I can go quicker because um, in Oregon when I ran my PB, smashed hurdle 10, was in lane eight, so I didn't see anyone. So I think a, definitely a few tents could come off there. So my aim really next year is to run probably sub 48, five, um, go to the Worlds, try and make the world final and of course uh, win the Ireland games. Uh, so I think that those definitely my goals for next year. Um, obviously you had your first experience at the Worlds last, this year and due mainly to circumstances, perhaps didn't realise the sort of performance you were potentially capable of. But yeah, how was the whole atmosphere, firstly? And secondly, how has it set you up for next year, going to that same kind of competition at that level? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of... Uh it's a massive thing, of course, going to a World Championships for Great Britain, but to go to Hayward Field, which is kind of the heart of athletics, especially in America, was so special and the track and the whole atmosphere was lovely. Um, and just to be involved with the team and get to know people and uh, be on that big stage individually, not for a relay or something, was just amazing and run against kind of people you watch on the TV growing up or kind of like you I've always wanted to run against like Rye Benjamin and Warhome and all those kind of guys and I, I did in my semi-final running against Rye and um, it's lovely I mean and that's the thing I hopefully it's only the start of something which will be a nice long career where I'm used to running against these guys and on the big stage consistently yeah the sort of discipline of 400 hurdles has been kind of revolutionized in terms of the the, the world records in the last couple of years on both the men's and the women's side you mentioned Warhome there is that are they just you know and it's Sydney McLaughlin the women um are they just two kind of freak athletes or is it actually a sort of a technical revolution in in the discipline that's kind of allowed people to get to those, those i levels? think i think mclaughlin is a freak like not not a bad freak like just freak, <laughs> freak, freak of nature she is just absolutely incredible and she's quite a two athlete so same with femke ball like and the hurdles are so low um but she she she's actually going to go over to the 400s and try and break the world record which will be quite hard um but yeah she is actually just crazy i think her world record she did this year is the best world record of all time and that's me being a war home fan saying that you've got to be respectful like it's it's crazy what she's ran um but i still remember last year at the like olympics like when war home ran that that 45 9 i literally just couldn't believe it i because i didn't watch it live i woke up in the morning because it was so early um and my coach had just messaged me like the the emoji of the head just blowing up <laughs> and i was like oh no like has he lost or has something else happened but i don't think anyone expected him to run 45 and i mean cam for example runs 45 over the 400 so you can like kind of see how quick that is like he's going over barriers and he's running 45 so um he's definitely more i mean he's of course talented and he is a bit of a freak of nature as well but not to the extent of sydney um he works so hard you can see he's more like kind of like me I just train hard and like it's not all genetics kind of thing um so 
like I kind of see the stuff he does in Norway and his um, his coach. They're just so aggressive in how they train, and you can see how he pre prepares himself for a race as well. It's just so so zoned in. He doesn't like dance around listening to music like to Santos. He's very like he he's so genetically gifted. He's like six foot five, just tendons for days, and he's just like so bouncy and everything. Warhome is just more like Cam and I, like muscle and a lot of hard work needed so yeah i mean both athletes incredible and they've really moved the event on i think for myself um we've had to we're really talking about just work on the speed more than anything else because um, that's where you, you can't run 45 or 46 even from strength you need to be crazy fast well up on the time and that's what we're going to work on the next few years this is something me and a few of the other guys around the club have been speculating about because and it's potentially more relevant with the home island games than like potentially relays coming up but what do you actually think you could do as a target for a flat 400 is it is it ever something you've given that much consideration to yeah no i wanted to do the british champs indoors this year but my coach didn't want me to so i just just follow the plan like believe in it and so i, I didn't i didn't do it in the end but um yeah there's always a big big discussion in my group because i've got such high uh leveled 400 meter guys that my pb is like 48.3 which was indoors <laughs> like a couple of years ago so we joke about that but i think i think um kind of i'm running 48 like i'm clearly a 45 kind of guy um so yeah like joe Breyer, who's in my group he's around 45 5 this year and i mean i'm pretty much there with him in every rep we do so i think i'd probably i don't think i'd run as quick as him because it's different when you're actually in a race but probably around like 45 6 or 7 i would have got down to this year um but that's again with the environment and all that kind of stuff playing a part so right around cam's pb yeah, no, I think I do. I do think. I mean, he knows the kind of training I've done this year and how good of shape I was in. So, um, yeah, I don't think I would have probably gone quicker than Cam's PB, but right around there, I think. Um, but it's always a different thing doing it. Like they can always be, oh, well, I've been great in training, but to actually go out onto the track anywhere and run a good time is such a different thing. But yeah, just actually looking at this year, like I think I'm sure you'd agree it's been like a bit of a breakthrough year. You've always been like thereabouts, but you've taken a massive chunk off what was already a very strong time this season. I mean, and we only see the results. We don't see all the hard work that goes into that. Like, yeah, what have you had to put into your athletics to achieve those kind of results? Yeah, well, I mean, it's my kind of whole life now and there's been so many sacrifices along the way. Like I'm so grateful to have like a good family and support and like my girlfriend fully understands um, what I have to do to find, get get the best out of myself. And it's been so hard for her and um, I'm sure Cam has had it with his relationship. It's not an easy thing because uh, I'm always going away and like leaving her and it's, it's, it is horrible. Um, it's not always like such a positive thing because I want to kind of always be at home and enjoy myself, but it's it's just part of the job that I need to travel around the world. Um, but yeah, and it has been a massive breakthrough. I mean, I just want to get better year by year. And it's so hard because you do something and it's so hard to kind of visualize the next step sometimes. But that's where my dad comes in, where he's always kind of told me, no, look, this isn't it. Like, this is the projection you should be going on. And that it's not always going to be a great year. Like, for example, 2018, I had a great year, broke the British record. And then 2019, it was very similar like none, no big drops and then 2020 came back to Guernsey and ran sub 50 which was massive um, but then 2021 last year and he like broke my PB by a tenth so it doesn't always just go up and up and up it was maybe a little slight hiccup but um, yeah this year is just I knew though this winter I was training 
it's just insane. Um, are so strong, so fit, no injuries, no niggles, no nothing. So I knew there was something special coming, um, but you don't really know until about March or April when you start doing, like, I don't do hurdles until about April. So, um, so yeah, that was when I kind of knew it was going to be special. I was just going to mention, go back slightly, but um, mention the you've mentioned the Island Games already. That's going to be the, like the hottest ticket in town now. You're, you're racing 400 hurdles in front of the home crowd. I'm not sure if we can fit that many people in Foots Lane, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, they, they've got to go on the grass banks and everything. Like, I mean, no, I, I've always said, like, going to the Island Games, I need that gold medal from that. Um, it's just that would be so special to me. Again, like I've been born and raised here, so it's kind of like a need thing in my life. Um, I'd love to have that. Um, but it's it's a bit awkward because it's right after the British Champs. Um, and I think I've heard the scheduling, like I'm racing on the Tuesday or something. My heats are on the Tuesday. But Cam's got it much worse. He's basically racing British Champs Friday, Saturday, and his heats are on the Sunday in the Iron Games. So he's going to have a tough time. But um, I, I should like be okay, I think. Circumstances permitting, you'll both definitely be there. Yeah, well, I presume so. I mean, yeah as you said like no niggles or anything and yeah I mean I, I, I don't think I could forgive myself if I missed it I'm sure there's I'm sure my agent or something aren't going to be happy with it because I'll be like no you should do this and but I, they just don't understand the kind of connection I've got with it so and if I do win it I think it would probably be my last style in games because uh, I mean after that I'll have too many commitments and um yeah I just won't be able to do it really so I'd love to finish it in Guernsey kind of as you said in front of packed out crowd which I hopefully that will be because the weather Guernsey weather is always lovely and it's, it's a big event really like I think it really transitioned me well um into like the world of athletics because when we went to Jersey which is only across like literally a boat ride away but um it's all the kit and all the kind of like staying in a like a nice group like environment it's just it really gives a lot of like younger athletes a lot of um like experience and knowledge for like what it could be in the future so it did me very well um, a lot of people in the uk don't have that so they just go to the usual like southerns and all that every year which is great as well for me but the island game's like a worldwide kind of thing like you see the like the cayman islands and gibraltar and you're like wow like this is a pretty big event which i think it really is for a small island like guernsey so I mean, I see some of the Cayman guys, Cayman, um, guys at the Worlds, and they're they're at the Iron Games as well. So, it really it really is a really good opportunity for young athletes to get involved and like grasp, quite frankly. So, um, yeah, it's a great event, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I think you're probably guaranteed selection. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll have to have words with you. So. Yeah, I've heard that the standards are going to be quite tough. Yeah, yeah, no, well, that, yeah. That's the thing. One thing I might have to worry about is uh, getting the standards, but uh, it's also good because all my friends will be hopefully in the team, and um, it'll be a good experience. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. I just hope the weather's nice and nothing goes wrong, really, because you never know in this sport. It's horrible. Like, there's always something that goes wrong. So, yeah. An exciting year ahead. Uh, yeah, the, the build-up is sort of well and truly begun, hasn't it? So, uh, yeah. Have you Can't got your, your station at the end of the finishing line <laughs> ready for the Island Games, Steve? Yeah, take two. Look out for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for coming in. Uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up about a, a really special uh, special moment for Guernsey Sport. And uh, yeah, back to the hard work, I guess, for you. And yeah, we'll no, see you next year. Yeah, no, thanks for having <laughs> me. Yeah, I loved it. Ala Charm is there speaking to us earlier in the week. And the good news for Guernsey Athletics is he's um, going to be down there on Sunday, isn't he, ahead of the meeting um, to, to kind of do a Q&A uh, with some of the youngsters. 
Yeah, and if you want to see what a Commonwealth Games bronze medal looks like, he's <laughs> Guernsey Athletics have announced that he's going to be bringing his medal along <laughs> on top of doing a Q&A session. Um, I'm not sure quite how... <laughs> I can imagine there might be quite a lot of interest in that. I'm not sure how many people we can handle at Foots Lane, but <laughs> it'd be lovely to get a nice crowd down there. Um, but yeah, that'll be 11am on Sunday. And then to top it all off, we've got a local track and field fixture f- featuring a great variety of events from 100 metres to 5,000 metres. Yeah, fantastic. Should be good down there. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people uh, eager to, uh, to go and see the medal, including Gareth. You, that'll be your chance. I, I might pop down, yeah, just to see what it's like. <laughs> be quite a crowd to get through to see it, but there we go. Um, what else is going on this weekend? Anything else to, to be aware of? Uh, we've got the Rawlinson Cup final on Friday night where North are playing Rovers down at the track, um, 7.30 kickoff. Um, and talking of uh, Commonwealth Games medalist, Lucy Beer, I don't want to say it comes back down to domestic level, but um, it's the um, Ireland Championship semi-finals weekend at Delancey Park, and Lucy's uh, going to be involved in a couple of those matches. So um, anyone wants to see a Commonwealth Games medalist in action, um, Delancey Park's the place to go this weekend. Both our medalists then, um, yeah, out and about, which is uh, great to see. And hopefully we'll catch up with Lucy pretty soon as well to reflect on um, her achievements in Birmingham and uh, and what it means for, for her bowls career kind of in the short term and, and going forward. So um, look forward to speaking to her soon. Um, right, I think that's just about it. You mentioned the Rawlinson Cup final there. We'll be back on Monday, as I say, um, with our pre-O season preview. So um, do keep an ear out for that. Um, otherwise, yeah, pick up a paper uh, across the weekend um, for the very best and most comprehensive local sports coverage. Um, and we'll be back next week on Thursday. So yeah, cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers Tony. Tony. Oh,